0: CALLING on nerds! CALLING on nerds! CALLING on nerds! One does not simply walk into geekdom. You're entering the Nerd Nighted Nation's podcast.
1: You're a nerd.
2: Damn right.
0: I'm a nerd. Mentor. All things geek
3: are up for grabs
2: music, Skips comedy, or sitcoms, Dr. Who,
3: I love Tim
2: Hurt, The Flash, Green Lantern,
3: Eternity, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Joker, wait a minute, I want to talk about The Joker,
2: Star Wars,
3: love me some Star Wars, Magic, I'm an art guy,
2: Paranormal,
3: Halloween is life. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots.
2: Welcome nerds and nerdettes to the Nerd Nations podcast I'm Melissa Nicholson, ambassador for the Great White North And as always, with me is my co-host, Jared Boots Ambassador for the Midwest United States How are you now, Jared?
3: Feeling bossa nova
2: Chevy nova?
3: Um, excellent
2: <laughs> Righteous Spoilers
3: what was the uh, number two, Frere Jaca? Frere <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Um.
3: Yeah, that's, that's any giveaway what we're talking about tonight. But Melissa, we do have a special guest, a fellow Midwesterner who's calling in from about a mile away from me right now. Uh, one of my brothers from a uh, long way back, fellow nerd, fellow uh, Clintonian, Mr. Michael Rare. Mike, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing all right. You know, I heard you guys talking about them uh, unique words you were using, and uh, I've always liked cowabunga.
3: (laughs) Oh, he made a funny.
0: (laughs) He did make
2: a funny.
3: (laughs) Tell us about yourself. so uh, like, who's this asshole?
2: (laughs) Well,
0: like Jared said, I am an asshole, but... (laughs) Uh, yeah, I am a longtime friend and brother of uh, Jared Boots for hell, I don't know what 10 years now, maybe.
3: Uh, let's say 2007, so 12 13 years now,
0: sure. Wow, 12 13 years. Holy moly! Um, so, uh, besides being uh Jared's brother and Melissa's friend here, uh, I also, uh, my wife and I co-own a business named RNF Haberdashery. Uh, we cater to uh, dogs uh, mainly, uh, collars, leashes, bow ties, uh, health products like uh, balms and uh, flea and tick spray and uh, uh, healing salve. Uh, soon here we are about to launch our new cat collars, which I'm pretty happy to announce that, uh, it's one of my many, uh, babies that I've come to, uh, create in the shop. Uh, I'm head of R and D for our business and, uh, head of sales as well too. So this has been a long time coming people that asked for them and we're finally giving it to them.
3: Mostly me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is very true. Um, so if any of you folks are out there listening and you want to check out our stuff, you can go to www.rnfhaberdashery.com.
3: And if uh, you follow me on social media, you've seen my cats. My cats are, have been rocking their bow ties from RNF and Haberdashery since about October. So, oh, maybe sooner than that. When do you launch your
0: Halloween line? Like August? Uh, yeah, around about August, September. Uh, as long as we can keep the yeah. current flow with the times and whatnot. Uh, if we're not busy, the uh, like in the shop and everything.
3: Yeah. But, uh, apart from being a business owner and, uh, and a brother, Mike is also a, a geek like us. Loves himself like some Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles. All kinds of nerdy shit like us. So he's he's amongst his own right here in the (laughs) United Nations.
0: I feel at home. Thank you.
3: (laughs) Melissa, as if our clues didn't give it away, what are we talking about this evening?
2: We're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's a 1990 film that is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year.
3: Actually, uh, in about three weeks, actually. I looked it up. March 30th.
2: That's right, yeah.
3: Well, so, what was... what was This was uh, your idea to actually review this. Um, uh, what was your first... Um, was your first thing, uh, knowledge of the Ninja Turtles that come from this movie? Did it come from the cartoons? Did it come from the comic books?
2: It came from this movie. I actually... I didn't actually know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles until probably uh, 2012, 2013. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When a friend of mine um, had introduced me to it. And, like, yeah, I had no idea about it at all. And I didn't actually realize that there was just, like, I thought okay there's the set of movies and whatever but I didn't realize that there was comic books and stuff uh, so yeah I'm f- fairly new to this um but of course like the first time I saw it I loved it and it's just super fun movie and and hilarious and so yeah I've been a fan ever since cool
3: uh, Mike what about yourself what was your first introduction to Ninja Turtles <clears throat>
0: My first introduction was probably to the cartoons. Uh, That's what I can remember earliest. Uh, And then I got introduced to the movie um, through VHS of all forms. So that was my first introduction uh, into the Turtles.
3: Uh, Same here. Make that double for me. Uh, So Mike and I are about the same age. So my first uh, recollection is uh, the, the 87 cartoon. Um I do remember seeing this movie quite a young age too. So I was probably about five or six when the movie came out, maybe five going on six. Um I think between me, my brother and our neighbors, I think we had almost every Ninja Turtle action figure too. Wow. So <laughs>
1: that
3: Yeah, the action was one of figures. First Loved them. Obsession with Ninja Turtles. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken on the toys that made us, then it was the the order of uh, it was the comic book came first, then yep. was it the car- Was it the cartoon or the video game? Was it the cartoon or the action figures? Like close to the same time.
0: I uh, I feel uh, the action figures came out first, then the cartoon, then the movie.
3: Yeah. Um, it was, uh, I think there was I think there I think there was debate between what started the different colors
0: for the different uh, turtles. That was due was it- to. Uh, it was, they did that for the kids uh, when they first came out with the toys so that they could differentiate uh, who was who, uh, gave them their own personality. Uh, in the comic book, uh, they actually all wore red bandanas.
3: Yeah. I used to have a poster when I was a kid of them wearing all red bandanas. For a life of I me, mean, not wish I would have held on to that, but I was like, seven or eight, nine years old at the time.
0: Yeah, I had a movie poster myself that my mom got me and where that vanished to is beyond me.
3: Well, so was that something you were aware of? The one point all the turtles wore red bandanas?
2: No, actually. See, like I said, like I'm I'm yeah, new to it, so like I don't know the sort of finer details of it. So huh. I,
0: I, I know that, that somewhere out there Both. um sorry, go ahead, Jared.
3: I was going to say, uh, I was going to let it tell her that actually started, Ninja Turtles actually started off as like a pair to paradise uh, daredevil. Because he had a, I think they said it was like Frank Miller's run at the time he had a daredevil when he had something called the hand. So then they made, Eastman Laird made the foot. And then you had a uh, stick who was uh, the mentor for, darede- for Matt Murdock. So then you had Splinter. The mentor to the turtles and i heard on anything goes podcast that there's a fan theory that matt murdoch was the boy carrying the turtles And the same mutage that whatever got in his eyes that blinded him is what turned the turtles into what they are there's a fan theory out there out there about that hmm. go ahead mikey
0: um i know that uh somewhere um on one of my uh streaming apps that I had that I actually watched a documentary about the Ninja Turtles, about Eastman Laird and how everything came about and the whole history of it up until today is actually a really neat documentary that should be definitely checked out.'
3: I'll definitely to, to check that out. Right. I want to say like not too long ago they even had like a, I saw a series of action figures you get all four of them together. And the turtles were in black and white, but they had red bandanas oh, and they cool. were done in the style uh they're done in the style the action figures we had in the late eighties, early nineties. they nice. wanted like forty five bucks they wanted like forty five fifty bucks. I'm like, oh shit for each or for all four all all four which I gay break it down like get that's so bad, but at the same time right. it's like oh shit,'m <laughs> dropping fifty bucks <laughs> yeah. it's gonna stay it's gonna stay in the box, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit steep.
0: <laughs> I don't know it depends on how big of a fan you are.
2: Well that's well, true. Like if you're if you're collecting them, like if you're a constant collector of these things, then I guess it's not so bad, but still it's like if you're just buying them like if you're not a collector and you're just buying them, that's kind of like eh, it's a bit much, but uh eh, if you're willing to throw fifty bucks away for that, then why not go for it? <laughs> 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 I wouldn't. One of, I the rules
3: was... one of the rules of my house is if there's a toy in a box, it stays in a box.
0: True story.
2: See, I'm not that person. Like, I like I collect pop vinyls and it's like I take them out of the box. I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh
3: well, well they're essentially the new Beanie Baby now anyway So right
2: exactly
3: but they're cooler than Beanie they make Babies you think they're, yeah they make you think they're valuable but they're just cheap <laughs> cheap junk <laughs> but they're so cool yeah and they get cereal that turns your poop colors
0: <laughs> <laughs> too funny too too funny
3: <laughs> we'll see, have a brief synopsis of the movie written down maybe <laughs> you got nine pages
2: nine it's gotta pages. be on one of them <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... Hold on, guys.
0: <laughs> Bring up the Jeopardy music, please.
2: <laughs> Alright, let's see. Just hold on a second. I got this.
0: Come on, White, still got some hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So,
2: I still don't have words, apparently. (laughs) All right. So, basically, I didn't write it down because, you know, I just didn't feel like writing it down. So, thanks, Wikipedia. (laughs) Oh, boy.
3: (laughs) Get out the the salt shakers.
2: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, the movie is um, how Wikipedia describes it. Is a martial arts superhero comedy film directed by Steve Barron, and it's based on the fictional superhero team of the same name. The story follows Splinter and the Turtles, and their meeting April O'Neil and Casey Jones, and their confrontation with the Shredder and his Foot Clan. It stars Judith Hoag, Elias Cotius, and the voices of Brian Tochi, Robbie Rist, Corey Feldman, and Josh Pays. So there you go.
3: Felt dog. <laughs> Operate the voice of Elmo as Splinter. Yep. (laughs) Kevin Clash. (laughs) Not to be confused with Kevin Nash, who would play Super Shredder in Secret (laughs) of the Ooze.
0: (laughs) Uh, I uh, I was watching the credits last night just to see if I could learn anything, and... Not only did Kevin Clash voice Splinter, he also uh, was behind the puppeteering as well.
3: Yeah, from from what I hear, it's just like a waist-up puppet, except for like they have like a they have a few far away shots, but uh, or show Splinter's legs, but not very often. It's, it really says something for his range as a voice actor. Oh, pu- well, not only as a puppeteer, but as a voice actor, how distinct, uh highly different those two voices are.
1: Because
3: mm-hmm. when you hear when you hear Donatello is played by Corey Feldman, Donatello sounds like Corey Feldman. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: What a. But what imp- I was just thinking about this at work today. What I really find impressive is uh, we talked about Revenge of the Nerds last year, how it's one of my favorite movies of all time, which stars Brian Tochi as a as a, a very stereotypical Japanese-American named Takashi Toshiro. And I was very impressed about how different... If you didn't know the guy who plays Takashi in Revenge of the Nerds is the voice of Leonardo, I don't think you would be able to tell by listening to his voice because it's it sounds totally different from his is uh, takashi which had to be recorded this is a good six years later and three years after he did uh, revenge of the nerds 2 nerds in paradise
1: mm-hmm.
3: so that's quite uh, the the uh way disguised voice there i find I, I don't know why i was so impressed by it but it, i was
2: <laughs> well that's he it's not like he just you know use the same like same voice or whatever for that character like he went completely different to mask the, his voice and i think that's you know that that takes some talent to really mask your voice so that's you know it's pretty cool i don't think i'd be able to like that. i said enough
3: uh, <laughs> well it's like like we just said with cory feldman voice and donatello it sounds like cory feldman yeah. which and it becomes, it sticks out more like a sore thumb. We watch number two secretly use and it's not Corey Feldman voicing Donatello. So it does. You do notice that difference there.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: Big difference.
2: Yeah.
3: But then I haven't watched number three in so long. I, I know Feldman comes back for number three, but I haven't watched it in so long. So I, I wouldn't be able to tell if it, picked, yeah. uh, if it still sounds like Corey Feldman. <laughs>
0: Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not one of my favorite movies, but j- just the memory of it. I mean, it, it still sounds like I'm from the first one. Uh, I mean, not only does, uh, he come back to play Donatello, uh, Elias Codis actually comes back and plays Casey Jones as well, who is not there for secret of the use.
3: Yeah, which kind of sucks, but. Because Casey Jones is very entertaining in this movie.
0: Very.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. And it's kind of weird, like, because I recently, like, I have um, all four of the movies on, like, a DVD set. And um, it's kind of weird, like, having a different actress play April O'Neil. Because, like, you know, the other... It's really different. It co- sort of plays the character differently as you know actors They're not just going to like copy and paste unless they do. But it's just kind of kind of weird. But still a good movie though. I enjoyed the second one so. just as much as the first.
3: Well, well, I was going to ask you guys later on the in the show uh, so we'll, since we're on the subject right now. Who, who'd you like better? Do you like Judith Hogue as April in this one, or do you know, is it Paige Page Turnco? Who played April in 2 and 3?
0: Yes, she I was in 2
3: and 3. I want to say her name. was Yeah, it's Paige Turco. Paige Turco is her name.
2: Like, well,
3: who would you like better? Judith or Paige?
2: I like Judith. I, I like how she she plays that character. Um, Yeah, it just seems to be... I don't know. She just... Sort of brings out the character a little bit more, I guess. I don't know. Um but yeah, the other one is sort of I don't know. Like she's she's not really doesn't seem as sort of strong willed as as the other portrayal. Like it just doesn't seem I don't know.
3: Like her character lost a little zip.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just, it's very different in how each of the characters are portrayed, and, and I definitely like Judas a lot more. I think she's a little bit more, I think maybe she's a little more, maybe down to earth, a little bit more human, whereas the other one's sort of, like, she's kind of, maybe not frustrated, but just not as excited about, you know, living with the the. Ninja turtles or whatever, like it's sort of—I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm delusional, but <laughs> but it, yeah, you know the,
0: oh. yeah. Well, oh, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair,
3: to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> um, how would you feel if you're Paige Turco Zebronilia to live with five mutants?
2: Yeah, all
3: over it by then, wouldn't you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, you can understand, you know, obviously, where she's coming from because it would just be like, yeah, because they're, they're basically all they're just teenagers, you know, they're teenagers Sick. and they're crazy
0: right. and messy. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, you can understand that. But...
0: I live with teenagers, so I kind of feel for April because <laughs> they leave a, uh, a, a path of destruction just like a tornado. <laughs> Every day he's like splinter kids.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually going to say the opposite. I actually like Paige Turco is April better than Judith Hogue. I think. Probably because I watched Secret of the Use more than the first one growing up. So I remember like later on in years, I'm actually able to identify, like, oh, that's not the same actress from the, the other one. like, oh, oh, right, that's right. This isn't the same actress from the second one that's playing like April. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paige, Paige Turco, besides the lady who does the voice of April in the cartoon, because that voice has always been embedded in my head for years and years, um, Paige Turco from Secret of the Ooze and Number 3 has always been my April. I always kind of preferred her hers over – not that Judith Hogue is bad, but uh, I kind of pre- preferred Paige Turco a little bit better, more over uh, over Judith Hogue. What about you, Mikey.
0: Uh, I would definitely have to say Judith Hogue. Um, I feel that her character of April matched more of the cartoons. And just for the simple fact is that Ju- Judith, Judith Hogue's, uh, a- uh, April was just like, all right, the city's getting a bitch slap. I'm going to bitch slap back. Uh, I felt she was more of a powerhouse than what uh, – Paige Turco was. I kind of felt that Paige was just there just because they needed it in April o'neill And that was about it. I mean, yeah, she had more of uh uh more of an acting part uh in three, but in two, she was just okay, we need an April. There you go. Here's your lines. You're only gonna be in it for about five10 minutes. And that's about it. Uh, I love Judith Hoag's character.
3: People are paying for for turtles, not for April.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? I'm also a sucker for redheads, so Judith Hoag all the way. (laughs) 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 Yeah,
2: I totally, I, I definitely agree. And I think that's, yeah, she's just sort of, yeah, you're, she's just placed there. And it's sort of like, okay, let's just do your thing and go away whereas Judith Hogue just brings that little bit more out and she's yeah this strong willed character who's you know determined to figure out what the hell is going on in this whole situation and you know she even though she keeps getting sort of you know dumped on and whatever and just like hey stop coming up with you know reasonable theories as to what's happening and all this kind of thing she still you know pushes through and and you know, figures it out. So, you know, I I really like that, that her, you know, determination and just her willingness not to, you know, give up and, you know, whatever, or listen to what others are saying to her. So I definitely like that. Whereas the other one, the cardboard cutout kind of thing.
0: (laughs) Although... (laughs) Not even a cardboard cutout.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just sort of like, okay, let's just place her here and she'll just mumble some lines and that's it.
0: There you
3: go. Well, right on. I guess I'll be the rebel.
0: <laughs> or you're it's wrong. You're I'm, one a one dog- I'm a <laughs> rebel too.
3: I'm a rebel daddy, an outlaw.
2: I'm usually the odd one out, so I guess it's your turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Well, nobody, nobody's coming after me with fucking uh, pitchforks and torches. (laughs)
0: Like who's
3: Judith? Who's Judith Hogue? Who's Paige (laughs) Turco? Judith Hogue? You mean the woman that played April O'Neil and got upset because how much violence was in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> this has been some kind of extreme violence for nights we gotta figure they filmed in nineteen eighty nine. So it couldn't have been that violent for eighty nine. Like wasn't a whole lot of comic book movies at the time. Batman would just come out while they were filming this movie. Yep. But uh before that you had the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. So it can't be that violent compared to everything else. What 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 did Marvel have at that time? Howard the Duck.
0: <laughs> yeah, that wasn't <laughs> very violent at all.
3: But it had duck tits.
0: It had duck tits and a little bit of bestiality, if you ask me. Oh Boy. yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Luckily, Jeffrey Jones walked in at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> That was about to be a whole different movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: boy. <laughs> why,
3: couldn't, why couldn't we have gotten Leah Thompson to play April O'Neil? Man. She's probably busy Back to the Future too. Probably. I, I love I love Leah Thompson. I think she would have made a good April O'Neil for 1989, 1990 era.
0: Yeah, I'd have to disagree. <laughs> I just don't see it, I guess, myself.
3: Well, it's not a huge action role, so we're going for book cut out April Neil, Leah Thompson could do it for the bill.
0: <laughs> I think she'd
3: look good doing it too.
0: You know, it's funny uh, is that I was watching this last night doing my homework and just just out of just out of the blue of a, while we're watching this scene with April and my wife spurts out, "Where's her yellow jumpsuit?"
3: Nikki, um, that's what the I thought the rain jacket was for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for uh. Get get your salt shakers back out from what I heard uh, from IMDb, um, apparently I thought I thought they they tried the jumpsuit. They thought it looked too hokey. Or she didn't want Oh no, no, I remember she thought it looked Judith Hoge thought it looked hideous. So they did the yellow rain jacket from the beginning of the film instead. They give that little tribute to the, the cartoon.
0: Well, there you go. I
2: could see that like she she probably would have agreed like obviously she did because she wore the jacket but you know kind of be like yeah I'll wear the jacket instead of this stupid yellow jumpsuit thing so
0: (laughs) Um, plus who wants to see a a person wear the same thing through the entire movie anyways exactly
2: (laughs) Uh,
3: except except Margot Robbie wearing her booty shorts and Suicide Squad that I (laughs) would see the whole movie
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can't complain about that, so. <laughs>
1: Mm-mm. <Mm-mm-mm. laughs>
3: so speaking of that scene with the yellow rain jacket, I was talking to Mikey yesterday at work about uh I pl- I thought it was funny that uh April is not afraid to take on the, on the foot clan when she's in the sewer later on, or in the subway later in the movie, but she sure as she is afraid of that little mouse that comes around
0: across the alley. Uh, no comment.
1: <laughs> wow. Well,
0: I thought not... it was, I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, it was very funny, but I'm going to keep my comments to myself. <laughs>
2: Well, like, come on, if you're not paying attention, you're just, like, tunnel vision, and then suddenly a mouse showed up, it's like, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but oh no, but here comes three guys with weapons stealing stuff from your truck. Okay, it's time to kick it into badass mode.
3: (laughs) Well, she took on more
0: of them in the subway. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) I and mean, she got her face slapped, she got a side I kick uh, kicked out of her hand, and then she got knocked to the ground.
3: Well, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that foot soldier one of the in-suit turtle guys? One of the stunt guys in the turtle costumes?
0: Uh, it's a very big possibility. I cannot be 100% on that. So I can either say yes nor no.
3: I, I want to say it was... Maybe Donatello. Well, Don, not. Well, they brought Eddie Reyes in Jr. who would play Kino number two later in the movie. But they had another guy for Donatello too at one point. I think he got hurt. But uh, so they brought in the guy who would play Kino in Secret of the Ooze uh, yep, to be and, Donnie's uh, stunt suit
0: And uh, he even got the credit, or er, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. did uh, through the credits there at the end. I seen so that was pretty cool.
3: I'm trying to remember. I don't want to get on nine to be. I don't want to lag up my connection here. But uh, I want to say it was the Donatello's uh double, or it was uh, Leonardo's. So I want to say it was the same guy that did the nunchucks in the in April's apartment too. That's fair interest, Jared. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> You're right, Jared. That was very interesting and awesome. Thank <laughs> you for that wonderful fact.
3: <laughs> don't pity me.
0: Sorry, Jared. My mind was just in thinking mode. So sorry if I did not speak up after your uh, general information here, buddy.
3: Well, I, I just want to make sure you did, I know you have a Clinton education like me, so don't hurt yourself.
0: No, I've already been hurt too much in life. <laughs> well.
3: Two things that this pollution and Clinton affects. Well, one, it protects us from coronavirus and two, it affects our learning.
0: It affects your hair, too.
3: Yeah. But, uh. Something else. Yeah. Well, speaking of in suit actors making appearances, uh, did you pick up any on the in suit? Did you read about in the uh, in suit actors making appearances in the in the film, Melissa? No. (laughs) No. So the pizza guy that Michelangelo is talking to is the in suit actor for Michelangelo.
2: Oh, really?
3: But that guy's having a conversation with himself. <laughs> and then when Raph, when Raph jumps over the cab chasing Casey and yells, Damn, for the 1,200th time in 20 minutes, um, the guy that's in the back of the taxi cab is Raphael. Oh. He's on his way to LaGuardia. But I like to think that, yeah, that guy's on his way to, on his way to LaGuardia. But then he ended up missing his flight. And opened a clown for hire business and hired Arthur Fleck. Because that guy is the guy who <laughs> played Arthur's boss Joker. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: all right, so
0: when you're Rafael speaking about... It, that's Ra- oh, sorry, buddy, didn't mean to interrupt.
3: Oh, I said, well, we do that a lot here. But uh, oh, okay. all I said was Raphael made a... It made him late for his flight, so he had to open the clown business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you're talking about Raphael saying, damn. I actually uh, paid attention to the movie last night, and the word damn got used five times. Uh, four by Raphael himself, and one by Mikey. So, those are the extent of the swear words in the movie. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, we saw this as kids, so it's like, "Holy shit!" He like, "Damn." <laughs> Jeff shit, we says said it damn. like what, twice, and "Holy shit!" He said, "Damn." But uh, like, he says it twice within like the first two minutes of the. He's on screen. Damn. Yep. Yep. Damn. <laughs> and then ten minutes later, he yells it.
0: And then Mikey says it while they're watching the cartoon. Uh, In April's
3: apartment.
0: Did you kick the damn rabbit? Exactly. There you go.
3: That was one of my favorite ones as a kid. Did you kick the damn rabbit? (laughs) 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 Melissa, what were your... uh, Let's backtrack a little bit. What was at what? 2012 was the first time you saw this movie. Yeah,
2: something like that. I'm trying to remember, somewhere around there.
3: So <laughs> has this movie grown on you since then? Has it got? Well, you all know you're you're the cheese enigma of the do of this duo. Has it compared to like the Michael Bay films? Has it gotten? Is it cheesier, or or compared to comic movies in general, or? how's your how's your uh how's your uh opinion of the film changed over the years since you've seen it
2: well i think it's it's pretty well remained the same like i've i you know like i said like the first time i watched it i loved it i thought it was hilarious and i didn't really i honestly didn't think too much about the like cheese factor of it like i just i just watched it for you know, the the entertaining movie that it is and and I really haven't yeah, it's it's you know, got its little bit of cheese in it, but you know what? You know, I love the movie and and as I've watched it, you know, a few more times since then, um, you know, I still love it. And I probably maybe love it even more now and and like I love the you know I like the the newer ones as well, but I think honestly I like the "Quote unquote originals" better, because um, they just have that certain charm to them and fun and and uh, yeah, I really like it, so I don't have any complaints about about it at all.
0: What about you, Mikey? Um, I will definitely stick to uh, the originals, um, just because Ninja Turtles was just a huge part of my childhood. Probably same for you, Jared. Um, yep. uh, you know, if we go back to the wayback machine here, you know, we got introduced to the turtles, uh, the cartoon, the movie. And then, you know, we got introduced to secret of the ooze and it's, you know, like so many things from my childhood, like ghostbusters, Batman, it, uh, it's just, it's just there, you know it's uh, it's a part of my life. Uh, it's something that I would well never give up, you know, I was happy to see that when I first introduced it uh, to my daughters, they loved it, you know, which of course makes a father proud of uh, you know, which is completely awesome uh, so to be able to share something that has become a, a part of my life and then to see it become a part of my kids' life, and uh, it's it's uh, it's just truly amazing, you know, it uh, that something like that had that big of an impact on me.
3: Cool, I like Mike, I I, I cling on it for like, like I said. Ninja Turtles were a big part of a lot of us mid '80s kids. The Ninja Turtles were a big part of our life, like GI Joes and He-Man too. Yeah. All that stuff was a big part of our childhood. Growing up, and I grew up. I, I think I mentioned earlier. I grew up more watching Secret of the Ooze more than this one, but this one has grown on me more and more. So I find I hold this one just as close to my heart as I do Secret of the Ooze, and. Uh, I- I think this came out about the right time because this came out right around right after Batman, so it showed that at a comic book movie, which is pretty dark and gritty in the comics. I haven't read the original comics. I'm trying to find some, seek some of them out. I've read a comic book adaptation of this movie, but um, I haven't read the original comics. But the comics are dark and gritty themselves. Like, what they kill the shredder? Oh, they're yep. trained to kill the shredder in the comic books. Um. That I think, but this one's also a lot closer to Splinter's origin too than the cartoon ones, wasn't it?
0: Um, uh it w- <sighs> the way they did the cartoon a little
3: bit little bit a little bit closer,
0: yeah, yeah, like the way they did the cartoon of how they became and how splinter became um the origin of the turtles and and how they became were. We're spot on with the movie, uh, but how Splitter became uh, was something completely different in the cartoons than what it was in the movie. Yeah,
3: I, I want to say this, I want to say the movie is a little bit closer. It's, uh, I always get the names mixed up too every time. Amato Yoshi, yep,
0: um, Amato Yoshi. had a
3: pet rat. Yep. So in the cartoon, Amato Yoshi. Was a human who be turned into a rat, but in the movie he had a pet rat and a Rokusaki killed them. But from a not mistaken, it wasn't the comics, It the movie's somewhat, somewhat close, but I want to say it was uh Rokusaki's brother that was feuding with Hamato Yoshi for the girl.
0: No, it was uh, uh it was Rokusaki and Hamato Yoshi, uh, that were. F- well, it was um, uh, it was Oroku Saki who wanted the girl, and then uh, Hamada Yoshi uh, left with his girlfriend, or yeah, girlfriend, that begged him to move to America to get away, and Oroku Saki found them.
3: Well, that's what I'm talking about. I thought was, I, I thought in the comics it was Oroku Saki's brother that was shooting for the girl, In the movie that made Oroku Saki. Oh i that's what I was trying to try to start sorry I was trying to I thought I said that in the comics it was Rokusaki's brother who was feuding with amatoyoshi over the girl, and then it was Rokusaki who came to America and found them
0: nope, I misunderstood you then i I apologize
3: bet um like I said I haven't read the original comics, but I'm sure they're out there but oh I'll yeah find.
0: for a hefty price too,
3: yeah. Well, that's why I go digital for that stuff, I guess <laughs> but, uh, going back like I try to go back to my original train of thought is like I think this movie came out about the right time, came out right around the time of Batman, so it proved that it could be darker and then, if anything gives this movie any cheese at all, I'd just say it was the time it was made. that'd really be about it, but it still holds up very well for being a thirty year old movie. Like Gather, yeah, there you, you 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 pick up some glitches, you pick up some hiccups here and there, but for the budget this movie was made on, it's actually this this holds together pretty well for the, being the budget it was made on and the time it was made. It's the holds together pretty well. Plus, you got the awesome uh, puppet animatronic works of the Jim Henson um, yes, Creature Shop. So definitely. Which I was singing to myself before I went on IMDb. I'm like, well, this is pretty cutting edge for that time, and like they said in IMDb trivia, like it was pretty cutting edge for that time. It was like Jim Henson also had a uh, like Judith, I think he had a little distaste for the violence in the movie, in the tone. But um, I can't remember the director's name right now. But he he had directed an episode of The Storyteller for Jim Henson.
0: Love so, that show.
3: So uh, Jim offered this up as like a favor to him, but he like adv- help helping advance the state of animatronics. Because I was wondering myself. I'm like, this is for 1990. This was probably pretty advanced for Jim Henson at this point. Because what would you say? What would you say with the labyrinth would probably be his most advanced before Ninja Turtles? If you go if you catalog from Muppets to Labyrinth, Ninja Turtles, would you say that was probably his most advanced.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree um uh I mean I mean he did some animatronics uh uh, uh definitely in the labyrinth but I think uh, to take it as far as they did with uh ninja Turtles, it was something completely different uh it uh I think a lot more went into it to be honest with you mm-hmm.
3: that's that's one thing you gotta love about that time man they did they just Guys live to do like this practical stuff nowadays like now the we got now it's all fucking computer graphics,
0: yeah it's a sad situation it more,
3: like, it's, it's cheaper for one, but it yeah. but that's what it, that's one thing that makes me worried for uh that new thing reboot we're getting here it's got more, it's gonna be more computer graphics than uh practical effects look at the look at the practical effects of the thing
1: yeah. so much
3: it's so beautiful to look at. But, now, but that's what I love about these these animatronic suits they have for the turtles. They just look, they work. They had, yeah. they had, uh, they had to make them larger because they say in the books that the turtles are only, in comic books, the turtles are only four foot tall. But uh, they had to make them six foot tall, five like five to six foot tall for the movie so actors could fit inside the suits.
0: Well, I think they kept the actors actually fairly short. Um, I mean, you could definitely tell. I mean, uh, uh, if you were to compare the Turtles from, from the original movies to Michael Bay's adaptations, uh, the Turtles are a lot larger in Michael Bay's adaptation than what they are in uh, the movies themselves. I mean, Ernie Rays Jr., okay, he's short, you know, he's probably only about five something, you know, he's not too overly tall, which is, which they were able to keep those actors short. So in that respect, they were, they were able to keep them, keep them on a shorter size um, in the nineties movies.
3: Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I think they said in the, the, in the comic books, the turtles were what four foot tall. They tried yes. to keep them at that. So they're yep. significantly shorter than Casey and April. In this movie, they're about the same height as April. A little, a little bit shorter than April, but like not not the noticeable size difference that you get in the comic books. And the, oh, they are they shorter in the cartoons too? Are they shorter than April in the cartoons too?
0: I believe so. Yes.
3: Yeah, I think so. I. I need to get my hands on those cartoons again. I had some of the car- I had some of the seasons on DVD, and I need to get my hands on them again. Well, so what are some of your favorite scenes in the movie?
2: Uh, let me see. Um, there's quite a lot of them. I actually liked. Um, I like the scene where. Um, with Casey and Donatello, and Casey's fixing the truck, and they're calling each other names, following the each letter of the alphabet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was always a fun scene.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Debating about Gilligan's Island,
3: hooked <laughs> up with Marianne. <laughs> it's like they started the. It's like they started the internet before the internet. <laughs> oh,
2: exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, yeah, when they're um, then they're them being sad over the moldy pizza. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Question: Do you like penicillin on your pizza? Oh,
1: oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> that would be one big disappointment in moldy pizza. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I felt their pain. I'll
3: send some nasty shit if it, well, if it got molded that quickly.
2: Exactly. Like Ugh. how long was he freaking there?
3: Exactly.
0: Like,
2: he, he can't have been there that long, and then the freaking thing goes moldy. Like, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, the movie says Hopefully. he
0: was only down there for a few days. I mean, really. And yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. hey, we don't we don't get a time frame for how long they are at the farmhouse either.
0: Uh.
2: Uh-uh. No. they they kind of make you think like they've been there sort of longer than they have or like longer than you think, but they're, I don't know. I feel like they're there for a pretty short time and then they're back. And so, yeah, I don't think a pizza would go moldy then, but yeah, small details. It doesn't matter. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) what were you going to say, Jared?
3: Oh, so then again, it's probably the summer in New York City and he's down in the sewer and he like, doesn't have that pizza in the fridge, so...
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: that probably speed things up just a little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, it's a sewer. Lord knows what's growing down there. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> yeah, that poor, that poor kid got something way worse than coronavirus if he's eating pizza <laughs> in a fucking sewer. <laughs> It's like some kind of T-virus Captain Trips something, man. Danny's going to be fucking that penetrable to any disease now. I won't even chew gum in the bathroom, let alone eat a pizza down the sewer. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then, yeah, then my last favorite scene is when um, we first meet Casey Jones, and he takes out the teens using the hockey moves. I know, that was quite funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this two, is minutes <laughs> two minutes for high sticking. Two minutes <laughs> for slashing. <laughs> and let's not forget my personal favorite two minutes for high sticking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a Jose can say go that. Please tell me you did not pay money for that.
3: <laughs> a cricket bat. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bogey, who died and made you referee?
3: (laughs) Five minutes for roughing. (laughs) Who's that? Wayne Gretzky on steroids?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now that was a crime, you purse grabbing pukes. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Mikey what what are some of your favorite scenes in the movie
0: oh boy (laughs) you know going this far into my life and just knowing every scene in this movie you just they just kind of all blend together and just becomes a favorite you know it's uh It's kind of tough to pick what's your favorite and what's not because you just love the whole damn thing, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found it kind of
2: hard to pick. Although, like, I, you know, I picked my three, but it was really hard because, like, you love the whole movie. It's just that much fun and that much of a good movie. So, yeah, (laughs) it is hard to pick.
3: I'm with Mikey, I really can't pick one either. I was like, Oh this is oh no, then this one, this one. I do kinda like Raph fighting the Foot Clan on April's apartment and then the whole like that whole scene where it spills into them the them fighting the Foot Clan in the apartment and then fighting into the into the uh antique store.
0: Yeah.
3: That's a good, that was a good pretty good sequence.
0: uh you know um a scene that might have stuck out to me as i was a kid was the unmasking of shredder you know when he uh took down his face mask and it showed his scars it's like you know you're watching the whole thing like gee are we gonna get to see what he actually looks like or else is it just gonna be him in a mask the entire time and nope sure shit Splinter's talking about what the hell happened. Took his faceplate down. Boom! Scar is all right down the right side of his face.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <Man. laughs> that that can well.
0: Least least spec- of,
3: Go ahead. Go
2: ahead. The, like cheesiness of the movie. That's one one thing where like Sh- Shredder and his basket head. <laughs> Like It's like he took a freaking basket, cut it out, and made some kind of helmet out of it. That was, I remember my first thought. I'm like, wow, look at that basket head. <laughs> well,
0: you know what? At least he doesn't have to look for a can opener, okay?
2: <laughs> oh, exactly. But, yeah, that was that was the one thing that was like, wow. <laughs> you couldn't, like, find something else, but oh well.
3: <laughs> well, you also got the that- this also dates back to the comics where this was all created as a spoof of what was going on in comics then. But, um... Mike, do you remember specifically is the Shredder supposed to be spoofing anybody specifically? I know the foot plan is a spoof of the hand and Splinter is a, a spoof of the of stick. Was the Shredder a spoof of anybody in particular?
0: Um, I'm not really sure. Um... I'm trying to recall back from that do- documentary because you know they did actually talk about their turtles being a spoof, but I can't remember anything about the shredder. To be honest with you,
3: uh, I didn't find that to be too corny, but I like how they kept him masked through 95 percent of the movie. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like a movie now. Sorry, Melissa, I know you love your Iron Man, but. Through every Tony, through every Robert Downey Jr. movie, how much do we actually get to see him in the Iron Man mask, and how much do we see Robert Downey Jr.'s face?
2: Well, exactly. He's and he's a bad, bad secret keeper. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm hardly offended (laughs) because, and he just yeah, like he's not. He basically doesn't have to wear the freaking Iron Man suit because it's like, well, we you know, or keep the other side of him a secret because well, we all know now. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. No, I get
3: it. Well, this, but it, seems like, but it seems like it seems like in comic book movies now, they get some huge, well not to say that the guy who played well, Shredder is played by two people in this film just like a uh, master uh Mike Crafty me uh, Shredder psychic. Oh, um uh, uh, I always God. know it then I forget it. Oh my tattoo. Tatsu, Tatsu, Tatsu. Tatsu. Mister Tatsu Shredder played by two different people, played by one, voiced by another, just like the turtles, essentially. Yeah. But um, not to say that the guy who's playing Shredder in suit is a big star, but nowadays in comic books we get these big stars playing these comic book heroes. How often during that throughout the movie are we seeing them out of the mask? And I had this. I kind of had the same beef. Uh, I had a this discussion with uh, another one of me and Mike's co-workers of the other day at work about the Mandalorian, bringing that back, uh, about how uh, everybody is so obsessed with what he looked like without his mask on or his helmet, and I d- actually didn't kind of I would have been okay with him un- unmasking Mando in the show if the droid was blocking his face and we didn't see what he looked like, because
0: mm, just keep it a surprise, a little bit,
3: yeah. yeah. Or keep it keep the mystery going
2: i agree like i like when they do that like especially yeah in this movie they kind of keep that mystery of you know you don't know what he looks like you just know that this is who he is and what he's doing and and that's about it like it's not so much about what he looks like right that's, this isn't there well, I. so you know i like that when you keep that I, sense of mystery i,
3: I I appreciate it, but, but like you said, but you just said we already know at this point. And if you were a fan going into the movie, you already know he's a Saki anyway. But mm-hmm. I like the I like the symbol I like the symbolism of him taking that plate that plate off and shook because that's that because that's that instant that Shredder remembers. Okay, this is who this is. Yeah, because he instantly goes, okay, now I'm going to finish what I started because throughout the whole interaction with Splitter and uh Shredder and Splinter. He has no idea who this rat is. No, but as soon as Splinter says something, he feels those scars. Then he knows. So it may come off as kind of corny, but I actually like the symbolism it it, it uh, portrays. And him taking that plate off and and seeing like feeling those scars. Okay, that's yeah. a little bit of symbolism there. I that I appreciate about him taking his mask off.
0: It's Stories like come full he's... circle.
2: Yeah, and he's kind of, he's going back to that moment, like, when he, you know, got the scar or whatever, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, this is what happened, remembering that. So, yeah, I like that, too. Like, I like that that symbolism and just brings that story together, you know. I don't, you know, if they didn't do that, it wouldn't be, it it just wouldn't work. So, yeah, that was something that I think was really good that they did.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, had it been, like, Secret of the Ooze and Super Shredder takes his mask off, then it would have been corn balls all hell. He would take off his mask, and we'd see what—I don't think it was Big Daddy Cool Diesel at that time, Kevin Nash. I think it was Vinny Vega at that point in his career, like, 1992 91, 92 era. What, 92-ish is when mm-hmm. Secret of the Ooze came out. So— yeah, so like Super Shredder taking the, the faceplate off while he's tearing apart the dock or something like that, or we're, or say he's trying to implant himself as the mother for Toka and Razor, and that'd be corny. But at least here, they say it, it's not like he's taking his helmet off throughout the whole film either, or taking that off throughout the whole film. You see him in this garb the whole film, and they right. say him taking the faceplate off to make it symbol like uh, uh, symbolic. Mm-hmm. so it's used very well i think
2: yeah it, it definitely makes it meaningful like it gives it some strong meaning and i and i like that like it wasn't done yeah like it was presented in a way that makes it just yeah meaningful and you see that like where yeah he touches a scar and he's like oh yeah you know you could just kind of see the gears in his head moving like yeah i'm remembering this moment and and kind of, oh, yeah, okay, everything's coming back to me, and, you know, I'm remembering, and, yeah, I really like that, you know. So, yeah, it's a good scene. <laughs>
3: <laughs> good climax. know mm-hmm. so, do, do you notice the celebrity can't, well, not quite a celebrity at that point, but who the lead kid goon was at the... Uh, well, first of all, as a kid, who did not want to like be in that warehouse full of all that cool shit?
0: Right. I definitely wanted to be there. I did, too. I like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wasn't
2: obviously, you know, a young kid watching this for the first time. So, But I still wanted to be there. Like, that looked pretty freaking awesome.
0: <laughs> Arcades, pinballs, poker. Cigarettes, Burger King. I mean,
3: (laughs) that giant skate ramp.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
2: Yeah. Doesn't get any better. Go.
0: Play.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. New York was a different time back then. (laughs) It was. Nobody, nobody would have looked two ways back then <laughs> all these kids hanging out in a giant warehouse full of all the stolen merchandise with a bunch of ninjas. <laughs> and a dude walking around, walk around with a fucking razor blades all over his chest and his shoulders and his head and arms and shit.
0: No, 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 that's not weird at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's New York. <laughs> hey, guess what? Someone else is wa- or wa- or watching the kids tonight, honey. Let's go out.
3: <laughs> it's like uh, in Ghost. It's like in Ghostbusters 2016 when uh, they're trying to chase that one ghost on the subway tunnel, and the ghost ends up on the train. And Leslie Jones' says He's gonna be the third scary thing on that train.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
3: don't think anything in New York would surprise anybody. No. Oh, there's a giant rat and four giant turtles walking around carrying swords and carrying swords and sticks and scythes and nunchucks. Oh, this is cool. It's Thursday.
0: Hey. <laughs> it's Thursday. Hey, you know what? It's okay because several years ago we had a giant marshmallow man walking around here. So I mean what else is there? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I remember the I remember last year when the Statue of Liberty came out of the out of the out of the harbor?
0: Oh, I almost forgot about that one.
3: and the museum got surrounded by all that slime that made everybody angry oh man this sound this town sucks (laughs) 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 no place likes no place like it
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs)
3: Most yeah. <laughs> have you played any of the have you played any of the Ninja Turtle video games?
2: I have not.
3: Ooh, there's some good ones. We had the best arcade game back in the day, but I also but I also but I lean towards uh was, what's the fourth game, Mikey? Uh, Turtles in Time.
0: I thought that was the second game.
3: I thought it was the fourth one.
0: In all honesty, I, uh, like I only thought they came out with two of them, and that was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course, and then they had uh, Turtles in Time. But I could be wrong. So,
3: well, I I maybe I just have this memory of the menu screen calling it having it say, like Turtles Four, Turtles in Time.
2: It's a sequel to the original Ninja Turtles really? game. Yep. Oh. I
3: must have Mandela. Uh, I don't believe. I don't believe in the Mandela effect, but I must have Mandela affected myself.
0: Yeah. Oh, that Mandela effect. Let me tell you.
3: Yeah. I am your father. No, it's Luca. No, I am your father, not Luca. I am your father.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up with the Bernstein bears, not the Berenstain bears. <laughs> I, think I, I think I went with Stein. Steinstein, well at least it didn't have the A in it. Yeah. I always remember with the E in the end of it, but not the A.
2: Yeah, it was the E. All about the E.
0: Thank (laughs) you. I'm surprised you can remember that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love those books. Okay. I had like a whole collection. Actually, still I think I have a whole collection of them
0: tucked away in a box.
3: Well, this is the first. We're talking about the Berenstain Bears.
0: Yeah, not the Baron Stain Bears. Who were they? Imposters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: hey. Sounds like
0: some redneck family.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we'll see. So you are the you you are the only uh, person that considers himself a redneck on, on this show. You call yourself a Northern Ontario Redneck. Yep. <laughs> or Ontario Redneck,
0: so...
2: Yeah, <laughs> or hick. North Redneck. hick. Yeah, Redneck. Hick. Yep. This is how people in Toronto view us, so, eh, I'll embrace it.
3: <laughs> but it's a good day for Thunder Bay. <laughs>
2: it's
0: a good day for Thunder Bay. Have a roll in the hay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, you need to find uh You need to find some way to play. I always like to play Turtles in Time. And down here in the States, we actually, uh, I don't know if you're Walmart up there in Canada, was selling the video arcade cabinets. They're selling the Ninja Turtles one down here in the States. But what they want for it when they first came out, Mikey, it had Ninja Turtles and Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time. Yep. I want to say what the initial price was, what, $450, $500?
0: Uh, around that. Yeah. Uh, it sometimes you see those things and you're like, ooh, and then you see the price and you're like, ooh. Ooh.
3: Yeah. I was like that. And I had the money to get it too. I'm like,
0: ooh.
3: And I was the same with Rampage too, and Rampage was available. <laughs>
0: and a lot uh of Rampage, but, man. That was a that was a good game. Crappy movie, but good game. It's the simplest
3: game, just smash shit and don't get killed.
0: <laughs> and need humans. I mean
3: Yeah. What else could you ask for? Essentially it was just a precursor to Wreck it Ralph, is all it was. Pretty much. Only involved mutants. Only involved mutants. But um yeah, turtles and time of my jam, but they lowered the price to two seventy five, which made it even more enticing. Whew. But I haven't seen them anywhere lately in the last time or two I've been to Walmart.
0: Well, it's a good thing we got places like Amazon and eBay and all sorts of other sites.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, right up until like I
3: still had turtles and time up until about a few years ago when I gave my brother my Super Nintendo. Ah. Now, uh I think it was <laughs> the first time I went to go first time I went to go see Romstein out in Chicago back in twenty twelve. No. Twenty eleven. Um no twenty twelve. Um we my buddy Chris wanted me to bring the Super Nintendo with and we end up playing Turtles in time in the fucking hotel room and beating it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, Melissa, always fight as Don Teller or Leonardo because their weapons, they got that longer reach.
2: Okay.
3: It comes in handy when you get swarmed by foot soldiers.
2: Yeah. So it was
0: just on Super Nintendo? I could start out uh... or wouldn't or what was it? I think both the games were actually Super Nintendo, weren't they?
3: Uh, Turtles in Time for sure can't confirm was Super Nintendo. I don't, okay. I don't think my grandma had a Super Nintendo when the first one came out. Cause I want to say she had it like early '90s. So I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember having that one. So that might have been NES. Could or could have just been Sega too. I don't know, but Sega was. Uh, Sega was wasn't Sega just a little bit after Nintendo, like not too far after.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it was. It was just after, uh, but Sega had a little bit more to it than what regular Nintendo did. Um, it uh, Sega didn't see competition till Super Nintendo, in my opinion. I don't mm-hmm. think there was any other systems. The
3: bits, the bit wars. Bit wars, uh, but, yeah. Lots of uh, childhood nostalgia playing Ninja Turtles and Turtles in Time with my brother and my cousins growing up in my grandma's house, and then mm-hmm. playing it in my mid twenties in a hotel room in Chicago.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be cool to find on uh, for Super Nintendo because I still have my Super Nintendo. So I'd have to find new controllers though because recently when I decided I'm gonna go old school and play super nintendo and my controllers didn't work so it was sad
0: (laughs) i'm pretty sure you can head to ebay or else any uh type of local video game video entertainment store that could have them
2: yeah maybe yeah (coughs) Yeah, i have to go hunt for a controller and then the the game Yeah. It's, a,
3: it's a fun game. It's based it's based more off the cartoons than it is the movie.
2: Okay. Yep. Well, that sounds like fun, so maybe that'll be something have to find.
0: I like going it's on even
3: got, stuff. It's even got It's even got Toka and Rezar in
0: it. Oh, boy. Don't <laughs> even get me started on Toka and Rezar. <laughs> Every kid's a nightmare when Secret of the U's came out.
3: <laughs> yeah. Let's. Well, Let's not use Bebop and Rocksteady because it's too silly. Let's <laughs> do Toka and Razor. Yeah,
0: when every kid heard about a second Teenage Mut- Mutant Ninja Turtle movie coming out, every kid rumored about Bebop and Rocksteady being in this movie. Movie comes out, pay your money, go to the theater, sit down. What the hell are these things? <laughs> <laughs> what what the fuck is Vanilla Ice doing in this
2: movie?
3: <laughs> 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 I got no beef with Vanilla Ice. I think that's funny.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, Token to- Razor. That, uh, Bebop and Rock Study is the only reason why, well, one of two reasons why I want to see Out of the Shadows. Is it yeah, Out of the Shadows?
0: Yep, Out of the Shadows.
3: Being now, I'm not as big of a wrestling fan as I used to be. I'm more cat. Me and Mikey are more casual wrestling fans now. But um, uh, wrestler Sheamus plays Rocksteady, so I was intrigued by that. Because like, we had to wait till what, 2015 to finally get fucking Bebop and Rocksteady in a goddamn Ninja Turtles movie.
0: Son of a bitch. That's the only yeah, thing for... Michael Bay did right with the Ninja Turtle movies. Yep.
3: I would I would rather him cast Seamus as fucking April in those movies. Like, can't can't fucking stand Man Fox.
0: Well at least Seamus probably would have looked prettier.
3: Yep. And he was a redhead too, so he we get Mikey's <laughs> ten bucks.
0: <laughs> Thanks for that, Jared. Appreciate it, buddy.
3: <laughs> Anytime, buddy.
0: <laughs>
3: Looking out for you. <laughs> That that's one of that, and I want to see uh, Stephen Amell, Casey Jones.
0: Um, I'm not impressed because he's nothing like what. Sorry, not trying to spoil anything. uh, Or should I say, spoiler alerts is what you guys say. Um, he is nothing like. What we seen in the Ninja Turtle movies, growing up, or in the cartoons, he is a completely different thing. Granted, he wears a mask, but only for about a lousy thirty seconds, and that's it.
3: It comes back around right to the point we made about ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so would you, so would you say that it is it something? Is it his performance? It's the, the material or the material he's given.
0: Um, Stephen Amell, uh, as an actor, I thoroughly enjoy, um, uh, hence Arrow. I definitely enjoyed his performance in that. Uh, I think his performance was just fine in Out of the Shadows. Uh, I think what they did to the Casey Jones character, they took it from one thing, said, fuck this idea. We want to go with this. So they went with uh, garbage. Uh, I don't want to go into it too much for those who haven't seen uh, Out of the Shadows, but you will be disappointed uh, if you grew up in mine and Jared's era of the Turtles and then see what Stephen Amell had to work with as Casey Jones.
3: I guess it's a little bit more of a relief that it wasn't his performance, but it was the material he was given. But this, like coming from Michael Bay, Michael Bay was going to make them aliens and not mutants when he first originally was announced that he was going to do this these movies. He was going to make them aliens, not mutants. Well, fuck, dude, that's it's in the name, mutant.
0: They're mutants, not n- not aliens. But they could have been mutants from outer space. You don't know that. You're a mutant from outer space. Thank you
3: <laughs> I gotta help back fight back for the friendly Canadian
0: <laughs> those are friendly Canadian here where I'm here in the left.
3: hour and twenty minutes we've in the hour and twenty minutes we've been talking another one of our abs players has probably been hurt <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, it's by. okay.
0: We're facing some Canadians tonight too, I believe. On uh, with the Ducks. Go Ducks! Go. Who ducks? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> That's hurtful, Melissa.
3: Yeah. Oh my. Oh my God! are they talking about sports on a nerd podcast? Oh my God! Uh, save it for the mighty. Save it for the mighty Ducks episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A Mighty Ducks Nav episode. Here we come. Oh, Going God, together.
3: Don't, don't make me don't make me watch fucking Mighty Ducks 3 again.
0: No, never. There was just the first one and second one.
3: God, I I can do a huge side tangent on Mighty Ducks 3, mostly Charlie.
0: But little freaking douchebag. Oh, look at me. I'm in a whole little prep school.
1: I'm a rebel. I'm a bad guy. <laughs>
0: I think he's confusing douchebag with bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, well, you got Fulton from the main streets of Duluth, Minnesota.
0: Funny, he don't sound like he's from Duluth, Minnesota, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think all those kids are a little too young to watch Fargo when the first Money Ducks movie came out so they couldn't get the corny accents like William H. Macy. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I yeah, think it would have been, sure. been more funny if them kids had that Minnesota accent. That would have been hilarious. That would have made the movie.
3: <laughs> what. Well, well, I went up to Minnesota a few years ago to tug. I didn't really hear it. I tugged with a team from Minnesota. I don't hear an accent on them at all. And they're, they're good. They're, like, right smack in the middle of the state.
0: Yeah, yeah I see that <laughs> accent gets uh, a lot worse, like, up in the north, uh, northern Minnesota.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. like when I was in Nash- Nashville a couple some time ago. And the southern accents caught me off guard every now and then when somebody talked. Because I used to be around my family, well... My cousin, she moved down there. hmm. Uh, My male cousin's my age. He moved down there when we were like 6th or 7th grade. So my cousin is, his sister's two years older than us. So she can turn her Southern accent off and on like a light switch. But I don't hear it from my aunt and uncle. And they've since moved from Tennessee to Missouri. They're going to move back to Tennessee. But, yeah. I I, I think that would actually be a different move if they all had the... The Fargo accents, but, um, <laughs> but you do get you do, you do get some of those Brooklyn accents in this movie, though. So particularly from uh, Raphael, who really is only it really has like, that Brooklyn New York accent.
0: Yep, definitely
3: much so. Yeah, I don't think they have in the cartoon. They don't have accents at all. You do They don't sound like New Yorkers at all in that in that one.
0: No, not one bit.
3: You know Rob Paulson, voice actor Rob Paulson. he was the voice of Raff in the original series, and now he's the voice of Donatello in what one of the last one of the last iterations of the turtles. He was Donatello instead, but um, but of course, with the cartoon, with the Shredder, we got. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air doing the voice of uh, Shredder in the cartoons.
0: <laughs> that is so true. RIP, Uncle Phil.
3: Oh, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Yeah, but uh, do you th- I think, I uh, definitely, uh, I, I like the fact that the is more of a badass in the movie than he is in the cartoon. Cartoon, he's more of like a, it's like him and Krang or more of a uh, an Morons. Oliver, and, like a Laurel. they're like a Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> than uh, or Costello than they are uh, the, maybe that's why they started away from Krang in the first cut the first set of movies.
0: No, they just brought him back for the last final one out of the shadows.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> well that's why that's probably why they kept that's also why they kept out of these the original trilogy probably they thought it was too corny. Well, that's why they didn't use Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, a warthog and a rhinoceros—that's preposterous. There'll be a snapping turtle and a wolf.
1: <laughs>
3: and we're going to make them babies. <laughs> Giant babies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, you know, granted though they made them, they made Toka and Razor a couple of babies, infantiles, the animatronics and the suits still were pretty damn awesome to yeah. see for the 90s. Uh, there, that's that's where real credit can, can be given for those two.
3: And, and uh, that's Henson's creative, yeah. Henson Workshop, do it again for the sequel. I want to yep. say they did,
0: But yes, uh, they did.
3: Jim. Jim is a, Jim. Unfortunately, passed on. Me and Mikey were talking about this the other day at work. Um I read on IMDb <laughs> that Jim passed away not long after the movie came out. So this is one of the last movies he had his hands in. But there is a tribute to Jim at the beginning of Number Two.
2: Yes, I thought that was really nice. Yeah, in memory of Jim Henson. It's like, oh, it's really nice. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I P read-
3: Jim, <laughs> miss you too, buddy.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I read about that too, that yeah, the, the that was one of his last projects, and then shortly after the premiere of the movie, he passed away, unfortunately, so. Yep. Yeah.
3: But uh, even though, even though it was still his company, the Creature Workshop, that did these suits, uh, I think it was uh, Brian that did, his son Brian did, that took the project over. I believe it wasn't Jim personally, but it was Brian. So yeah, I assume at this point Jim was Jim was probably sick at home or not dealing with his health or trying to deal with the sale to Disney. Right. So I'm sure his uh I'm sure his irons were in a different fire than this, but I'm sure he oversaw it or a little bit or had some whole you got assume he had some say in it or not. But like I said, we said earlier he did it as a favor to the director since he did a uh an episode of uh the storyteller. I don't know how this movie would look if it wasn't Henson's Creature Workshop doing the suits either. Who knows what we could have gotten? Horrible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't want late
3: eighties, early nineties. <laughs> well, yeah, it could have been horrible, but at the same time, late eighties, early nineties was the heyday for practical effects and stuff like this too. So, yeah, never know. We could have got we could have got something good. We got like probably not Tom Savini level or uh, <laughs> Tom Savini or. Oh, Nicotero was around at that point, so we probably wouldn't have gotten like Nicotero or or uh, Tom Savini. But I'm not too proficient. or maybe we could have gotten Rick Baker. Rick Baker would have been good. Rick it probably, it probably wouldn't have been animatronics. Probably would all been makeup and special effects, but makeup. But probably could have gotten some of that. Probably not Ninja out of their shells tour bad, but. Oh God. Don't look that up, Melissa. Or just look it up <laughs> on YouTube. Just look at Midget Turtles out of the shells. No. We're coming <laughs> out of our shells.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so horrible. Why was that uh, made? I think
3: uh, probably because the shells. I'm guessing. I, I, I can't remember where else. Why? I was watching something on YouTube because it had something. To do. I watched a lot of Disney park themed videos, uh, channels, And they talk about how the Ninja Turtles were in Disney parks at one point in time, and uh, I think somewhere, somewhere in the mix, that the Out of the Shell's tour got brought up. I want to say it probably had something to do with the uh, mechanics of the suits or something. Probably, if I didn't want people in those suits dying of dehydration, like the guys were in the movie, like the actors were in the movie,
0: right? Those were heavy duty suits and the suits that they wore in Out of Our Shell, that just pretty much looked like the suits they wore in the movies that were deteriorating.
3: And shellless too. Such so as heads term out of the shell.
0: Oh, that's but, right. Uh, then, that's right. Okay, never mind.
3: Well, they didn't look as bad as the show. Was it, was it the, the, the new mutagen or something like that, the another live action Ninja Turtle show they had? The next mutation.
0: Uh, no, they still had their shells, but it was, it's but, like they,
3: those were just, but those were just as ugly too, though. Like those for that show, that was, those were God awful
0: suits too. Well, actually they looked a lot better than what, uh, the out of our shell tour looked like. Uh, it's like they took the costumes from three and it's, uh, they gave them like an overhaul. A bad overall, <laughs> and uh, it just didn't turn out right. That's why the show never lasted very long.
3: Yeah, I think that was right up until they did, or was that before or after they did the crossover with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers?
0: That was before then the show came out, and then uh, it, and then it just got canceled.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, Sorry, I assume by that point, Turtles had kind of lost their steam a little bit. Right. Well, yeah, I think they were saying. But I think they were saying like mid '90s the Ninja Turtles was starting to lose their steam.
0: Yep. And then uh, Nickelodeon in for the rescue.
3: Yep. Well, that, what was that was the cartoon? What was in the cartoon like right on season five? They got rid of Shredder and Krang and brought in uh, some alien dude. I remember I, that's right on time. I think I stopped watching. It was a they uh got rid of Shredder and Krang and had some other alien villain be the big bad in the cartoons?
0: Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know, I know it, was back. Seasons, I knew it was later seasons.
3: I know it was later seasons they got rid of Shredder and Krang. I want to say, I, if I heard on a podcast, I heard on some podcast, maybe, who's, I it was one of them, but They brought up how I think they're trying to match that, that style of Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. So, like, the skies were all red and all that shit. So, they changed a lot of shit to the cartoon. Yeah. And also, if you can find the cartoon, I'd watch the cartoon from the 80s. It's fucking awesome.
2: Yep. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out.
3: Theme song is an earworm.
0: <laughs> It'll get stuck in your head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> good theme yeah.
3: good theme song. Very. Well, but I think you get more of the per- you get more of the personalities of the turtles in the cartoon than you do in here because I've heard it said in other podcasts uh anything ghost podcasts that say tell is not really the as much of a mechanical guy or the mechanical wizard in this movie as he is in the cartoon. Is that right. the He's still pretty smart, and you get more of that in the second one. Yes. But over the last few times I've watched this movie, uh, the first movie, Donatello is a lot more like Michelangelo in this movie. You still get the headbutting between Leo and Raph that you get in the cartoons because Leo's the leader, Raph's the headstrong guy, Uh, strong headed and stubborn. But I always found Donatello. I thought it was, it was more like Michelangelo, I thought, at least in this first movie.
0: Yeah, I can agree kinda, with
3: that. Kind of goofing around a little bit more, not taking shit seriously. Uh, like we, you can also make the argument for Leo at the beginning of the movie, where when they first come back from Save in April and they're dancing to tequila and Leo's also kind of dancing around too while Splinter's trying to be serious, but But it's more noticeable that Donnie and Mikey are dancing around. (laughs) Yeah. So who's your favorite turtle?
2: Oh boy. Um I like Donatello. But I also like Raphael, so it's it's both of them I, I like.
3: Good ones. It's hard, it's hard to pick. What about you, Mikey? <laughs>
0: um, as a kid, I always had to go with Michelangelo just because you said it, Mikey right there. Um, but like, as I get older, I kind of gear more towards Raf because he's a bit of a hothead and I, uh, I've grown to be one myself. So, uh, so I can relate more with, uh, um, uh, with Raphael now than what I could back when I was a kid.
3: It makes so much sense why you always walk around going,
0: "Damn!" <laughs> well, that and other obscenities, but yeah, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you, make po- you make a good point. You make a good point. I'd say as
3: kids, I think Michelangelo was was aimed to be like the kid's favorite. So when we're all kids; we all love Michelangelo. But uh, as I've grown older, though, I've kind of veered off. I got, I liked Raft too a little bit, but I've more veered towards Donatello too.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Just for more of that—that that more of that—you'll uh, see it more in the cartoons, Melissa. He's more of—he's more of the well. If you listen to the theme song, he does machines. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo leads. Donatello does machines. <laughs> Raphael's cool, but rude. And Michelangelo, Michelangelo is a party dude. He is. <laughs> a party dude. I was waiting for you to drop in the give me a break part, Mikey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to D- play the to most of
3: it. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle
0: power.
3: Turtle power. <laughs> well, speaking of the cartoon, actually, uh, three of the ninja Tur- three of the actors in this movie made it into the cartoon later on. Uh, Brian Tochi, um, Corey Feldman, and uh, I want to say it was the guy who played Raph. All made it in the Ninja Turtles cartoon at one point in time. But I think Feldman Feldman wasn't until like twenty twelve. I think like way late. So I think they I think I think they've done crossovers in the Ninja Turtles cartoon where the, like the the newer that that kind of clunky three D mold they have of the Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon. I think they had like a crossover where they met like the turtles from mine and Mikey's era.
0: Um. Yeah, I uh, I vaguely remember an episode like that, but wasn't it with uh, the turtles from the comics?
3: You no, know it might have been all three. I think that I think it might have been all three iterations together. It might have been the it might have been the comics, the cartoon, and then the '80s cartoon, and then the the current one.
0: Quick, someone so I'm Google that
3: now. We all look at Melissa.
0: (laughs) Come on, Donatello, do your machine. Let's go. Bumbled herself.
1: She's listening listening to
0: herself. Fuck.
3: Fuck, I should have taken 12 pages of notes.
0: Fuck. (laughs) Should have gone down to Tim Hortons and drank my coffee and wrote about another 15 pages. (laughs) Had me a donut (laughs) while I was at it. (laughs) Got goose.
3: <laughs> hey, you got a problem with Canada Gooses. you got a problem with me. I was just let that one marinate.
0: Oh yeah, okay, that's fine. Ain't <laughs> got a problem with Canada Gooses, but uh, once they cross that border, they're uh yeah, they're a bunch of border jumpers then now, aren't they? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey, can goose. We don't like your taps around here. <laughs> those, are the, those are the bald eagles talking to him. Hey, goose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <coughs>
3: oh, so most Mikey and I talked about this today at work to fill this dead air time. Uh we talked about this today at work. Uh, did you notice the scene when the Turtles are taking April back to her apartment in the movie? you notice like, the little error there? Or, oh, if it's an error, but like, me and Mike don't know what the fuck just happened.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> it's bad. You note, know, do I you notice sh- the scene
3: we're talking about, Melissa? I'm
2: trying to think. Like, okay, they're bringing her back to her apartment? Her apartment.
0: Through the sewer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First yeah. you see April climb up. Mm-hmm. Then who's next?
2: I'm blanking.
0: Um Alright Jared. Wanna take this one or you want me to do it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Donatello comes out of the sewer. Yep. And then April says the magic word. She has nothing to offer them but frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. Ringing any bells yet?
2: Nope. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, so, the thing we're talking about, what me and Mike are talking about it in particular, as soon as she says frozen pizza, Michelangelo makes some weird ass sound effect and shoots up past Donatello somehow <laughs> to get out of the sewer and then. Next scene, Donatello's climbing out of the
0: sewer again. After Mike. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty bad when I had to show that scene to my wife three times cause Jared and I had like a discussion about it like a couple days prior and I had remembered that he had said something. I showed him yeah, I showed that scene to my wife three times. She goes, I still don't get it. So at that point in time, she has her own different nerdisms. Which, uh, if you guys ever get on a topic about Wonder Woman, uh, that would be get her on and let her talk away about uh, her experience with Wonder Woman and what it means to her.
3: <laughs> well, we do have another Wonder Woman movie coming out this year, so maybe we can bring her on for that.
0: She is she is ecstatic about that movie. She is. All hooping and hollering about it. She can't wait for it, and I keep telling her, "Sorry, honey, I'm just more excited about Ghostbusters: Afterlife."
3: And <laughs> yeah, that's right how bad. many times you can watch Wonder Woman eighty-four. But do you think how many times you can watch Wonder Woman eighty-four before Ghostbusters comes out?
0: Uh, I think just once for me will be fine. Um, I gotta save up that money for my popcorn and pop.
3: Well, luckily, Clinton's a cheap theater, so
0: I know. I it still costs about forty, fifty bucks for a small drink and a uh, one M M&M. and M.
3: They don't. They don't really let you pick what color.
0: Nope, they just hand you one. So here you go. So you don't know if you're getting milk chocolate <laughs> or a peanut. So.
3: <laughs> These are all the brown M&M's Van Halen didn't want. <laughs> 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 oh, 80s joke.
2: <laughs> Lost on me. <laughs> so this will be just
3: like <laughs> this will be just like this will be just like the Revenge of the Nerds you no, know, I told you, original nerds. Once you you hear the director laughing when po Dexter gets his little hard on, <laughs> once you see it, you can't un. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. No.
1: Nope.
3: Once you see how why, like, once you see how Michelangelo defies gravity and physics and somehow gets past Donatello off the ladder <laughs> out of the sewer, <laughs> you won't unsee or unhear the weird sound effect <laughs> that plays along with it. <laughs>
0: You know, if it was in the real life, I could just hear Donatello just yelling, what the fuck? As he's trampling down the water. splashing ladder. down below the water. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> For those of you at home, just imagine Corey Feldman yelling as he's falling down, <laughs> falling off a ladder.
0: And then yelling, what the fuck, when he hits the ground. <laughs>
3: Oh, he just yelled damn.
0: Damn.
1: Damn.
0: <laughs> or else would Raphael yell damn like
3: Damn <laughs> The So just fell on me. Damn. <laughs> Scuffed my shell.
0: Damn. Right. With all the other mini scratches on his shell. And all the other guys have like unscathed shells. And Raph Ra- Ra- looks like he called Raph Mike got, Tyson a sissy. Raph got
3: his ass beat by a shit ton of... Yeah. That was Casey. Casey did that.
0: <laughs> I know, but I'm using I it.
3: That's a joke I'm making. Okay. Raph got his ass beat by a shit ton of foot soldiers.
0: True. <laughs> can anyone name <laughs> the movie we'll that Raph me. went? What? Oh, go ahead. Oh, can anyone name the movie that Raph went to go see at the theater? I, I know it. <laughs> Melissa, yeah. do you remember?
3: Yeah. Go to... yeah.
2: Isn't it uh, Critters? Ding, ding, ding.
3: Yep. Do you know what they originally wanted to use?
2: No.
0: Batman. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a lot more funnier if he'd come out of the feeder saying, Really? Who comes up with this stuff? (laughs) 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 Well,
3: like, like here I said the i m d b once again said that originally uh like he was supposed to walk out of the theater and say, like stupid costume, cool car, or something like that <laughs> This is new line, right, so they probably didn't want to pay the money for uh pay the money to Warner Brothers to use Batman in the movie. <laughs> Because <laughs> at this point, what well, New Line Cinema is only known for, Freddy Krueger. At this point,
1: mm-hmm.
3: that you New know, Cinema is known as the house that Freddy built. So,
0: Freddy Krueger, what a good movie!
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Or should I say Nightmare? Now I'm straight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I love that movie. My mom hates it.
0: <laughs> which one oh.
2: the, well she's only seen the first one cause I had, she hadn't seen the movies at all so I kind of introduced her to them and she completely shit all over that movie <laughs> <laughs> she was just like no this is awful this is cheesy this is just I'm like wow <laughs> although I was sitting there laughing cause she was just like <laughs> going off on it. So, yeah, she doesn't like it very much. So...
0: <laughs> yeah, my wife won't watch it with me either. She's seen the uh scene where Johnny Depp gets sucked into the bed and apparently gave it some type of fueled nightmares. So, she won't watch it with me ever. So, every once in a while when I get the urge to put it on, I'll just do it while she's still sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I love her. This will get her to leave. (laughs) (laughs) This plan will surely work.
3: (laughs) And if Nikki's a good geek, she'll say it didn't work and don't call me Shirley. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys are into Freddy Krueger, this guy down in uh, Tennessee, I consider him my uh, mentor for when it comes to artwork. He's also like a, a film producer, director, too, and writer. And uh, he made a short film called The Confession of Fred Krueger. Yeah, check it out. It's on YouTube. It's pretty cool.
0: Really? He made that? Yeah. No kidding. Well, Ever kudos to him. It's pretty good. I liked it. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. But, uh, yeah, it was good. I liked it.
3: Yeah, he in he he makes a cameo and his wife and daughter are in it. Uh, the guy that got to got to play Freddy's so damn good.
0: Oh, uh, give that guy an Oscar.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Did you were you able to f- find the answer we we're looking for for our homework for the assignment we gave you?
2: Well, I asked you what I was Googling because I kind of got lost in your conversation and then nobody answered me. So, what is my homework?
0: (laughs) F. Google your face. Ah, fail.
3: The Ninja Turtle crossover cartoon. Was it... uh three iterations of the Turtles or was it just two? Was it just a comic book and the cartoon or was it cartoon, early cartoon and comic book? I want to say it was the three.
0: I want to agree with you, Jared.
3: Where did they come up with the stuff? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> they keep saying oh there's been many cro- many things I'm like that's not helping me
0: gosh darn Canada Google well, what I have a comic heck?
3: book underneath. I got a trade paperback under my bed of Ninja Turtles crossed over with uh, Ghostbusters
0: oh there you go that's what that's, that's what they should have did
3: From what I heard on uh, Anything Goes podcast, uh, that's what I guess was pitched. But I guess technically, did you ever watch that Super All the Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue? That crappy drug movie from back in the day.
0: I remember we got that. Michael
3: An- Michelangelo and Slimer in it, so <laughs> technically we got the crossover.
0: Didn't they uh, actually end up doing a crossover with uh, Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles in the comic books?
3: That's that's what I got under my bed is uh, Ninja Turtle uh, Ninja Turtles. We also have what three iterations of Batman Ninja Turtles too. Yeah, there's I've
0: read the
3: f-
2: Of Batman of and Ninja Turtles. Episodes. There's six issues.
3: So there's three. Well, there's, oh, there's one, two, and three. They did like three separate stories. I've read the first six. I've read the first six issues, but I haven't read the other twelve. For I know, yeah. out, there's three separate stories.
2: Just coming up with Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have three comic book crossovers.
3: Yep, that's I think, think the get- third one just finished.
2: That's all I'm getting, other than the 12 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossovers we'd love to see. Like, that's not... <laughs> I'm not getting well, this is
3: number one: Ninja Turtles and David Harbor Hellboy.
0: <laughs> Teenage uh, Turtles Forever. Turtles Forever is a 2009 <laughs> American television film produced by Four Kids Entertainment, a crossover film featuring three different incarnations of the Turtles. This is Wikipedia. Let's see here. It was produced in celebration of the 25th anniversary of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: <laughs>
3: From downtown. synced it.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I remember where the hell I heard that before. I, I probably saw it on some random YouTube channel about Ninja Turtles. I honestly don't know where I heard it, but who knows? Because I don't think the Toys That Made Us episode mentioned that at all.
0: No. I don't even think that documentary mentioned it at all that I've seen. But I remember it.
3: What's the uh... the, uh, date that the documentary was released in in, uh, conjunction to the anniversary of the turtles
0: uh, in all honesty I'm not sure let me google it real quick here Because
3: <laughs> I want to say that the, the movie is this year uh, the cartoon was 87 and what the comic book was what 84 yeah because I'm as old as the comic books comic books were 84 mm. cartoons were 87 right the toys had
0: to be what 86? So, yeah, definitely before the movie. Um says here, Turtle Power, the definitive history of the teenage mutant ninja turtles, uh 2014. So, but the the crossover movie happened in 2009.
3: This could have covered it then.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You think they would have?
0: well like i said it's been a long time since i've seen it so
3: um i'm definitely gonna seek it out
0: uh well uh uh, it's funny you said that because it says available on youtube 299 amazon prime 299 voodoo 299 so there's your uh yeah so there you go um that is what I found on that.
3: Huh. The more you know, there's all kinds of turtle goodness out there for you.
0: Oh, yeah. Turtle goodness.
3: Tonight I dine on turtle soup. <laughs> so let's bring it home. Closing thoughts 1990 Ninja Turtles movie. Melissa, hit me.
2: (laughs) It is an awesome, flawless movie. Um, You honestly can't have more fun uh, while watching that movie, and I absolutely love it. So there you go.
3: (laughs) Mikey, what about you? Closing thoughts on Ninja Turtles.
0: Uh, It's one of my top three childhood movies, man. It will never die.
3: I agree. Copy paste what they said. Uh, definitely, I don't know about top three for me, but definitely top five or ten for me all the time. I also put Secret of the News up there. My favorite childhood yep. movies. Yep. but uh,
2: <laughs> you're definitely
3: a kid gonna... of what? But go ahead.
2: I said I kind of wish I watched it when I was like when I was a kid because. Yeah, watched it for the first time when I was in college, so. <laughs> At
0: university?
2: Cool? Um, I didn't go to university. I went to college, so.
0: <laughs> university, of oh, Canada? You got two... <laughs> you got two choices up here,
3: university or college? Yep. <laughs>
2: it.
3: Uh, yeah, it's a childhood, uh, Ninja Turtles in general, just a childhood nostalgia factor for me. I don't quite remember how old I was the first time I saw it, but I remember it being a young part of my childhood. And if you're born in the mid 80s, early to mid 80s, like Mikey and I were, this is part of your fucking childhood. It's part of your life. Yeah. And it's starting to make a comeback, too. I think the turtles turtles making a lot of this 80s, well, well now that the 90s are 30 years old now probably a lot of that shit's going to be making a comeback, but over the last past past decade, the 80s were becoming in thing again. So, Turtles, He-Man, all that shit was coming back. But, uh, yeah, Turtles uh, made their mark on uh, American pop culture, and I think they're pretty well cemented in there. I'd say if they made, if you made, like, a if you were to make a if I were to make a Mount Rushmore of 80s icons, I'd definitely put the Ninja Turtles on there. Yep. Probably be, for most people, probably be like He-Man, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles.
0: Don't forget the Ghostbusters, oh
3: Ghostbusters, too, yeah. See, so it'd be too hard to choose from that era. <laughs> so much cool shit came out of the 80s.
0: Now it's all about the reboots.
3: Reboots. Sequels. Remakes, reboots. No thanks, we've already got one. Yep. Mm -hmm. So so let's see, how the Shadows came out, what, 2015, 2014. So give another couple years, we'll be getting the reboot (laughs) of Ninja Turtles again.
0: Yeah, I hope they use animatronics this time around instead of CGI.
3: Oh, CGI is a lot cheaper, so that's why they go that route. Yeah. Unfortunately
0: that or else no one has any talent anymore to work with servos and stuff like that.
3: Yeah. But, uh, Mikey, if our listeners want to follow you and your buy some of your guys'
0: merchandise, go ahead and uh, plug your business one more time. <laughs> uh, If you guys want to check out our website, go to www.rnfhaberdashery.com. That will take you directly to our Etsy site. Um, Look us up on Facebook again under Haberdashery. Uh, uh, Nikki and I try and do live videos at least once a month. Uh, We're always posting photos of... Our product of, uh, pets that wear product, uh, announcements, whatnot, what have you. So, uh, we're also on Instagram as well too, at rnfhaberdashery.com, or at rnfhaberdashery, I believe. I'm not, a, I'm not on Instagram too often, the wife handles that part. Um, but yeah, uh, check us out, give us a like, uh, we ship all over the USA uh, we have now gone overseas within the past year so we are we're doing well for ourselves we're happy
3: i could i can vouch for the product I've my cats have had uh, their bow ties since about September at least and still hold up pretty well my girl's like the scratch stuff and I can't wait to get them some collars to go with them. (laughs) Next month, buddy. Next month. Oh, I told Melissa, I told Monkey he needs to call them their feline of products.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Insert rim shot here. (laughs) But it's. Oh, and by the by, we also do ship to Canada as well, too. So, (laughs) Melissa, share the good word, would you? Yeah, I will. (laughs) (laughs) I've
2: actually got a lot of people that have, in my friend circle, that have pets and stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Wonderful. Definitely let them know.
3: You can buy the neighborhood cat a collar.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Well, Melissa doesn't have a cat. She has a community kitty, so they all share it. She just comes in the house. Hey, man, how's it going? Just <laughs> co- comes in the house.
2: Yeah. Comes to visit and then decides, okay, I want to leave and then goes back. and yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, see you tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh.
3: Melissa, where can the listeners find you on the, on the social medias?
2: You can find me on the tweets and Instagrams. On Twitter, you can find me at Miss Melissa N and then on or no, that's on Twitter. you can find me Miss Melissa N and then on Instagram, Miss Melissa N25. And it's basically my Twitter is basically retweeting podcast stuff retweeting Colorado avalanche things and any other weirdness. And then Instagram is just a bunch of all my shenanigans pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where can they find you, Jared?
3: Uh, you can find me on the tweets and the Instagrams at QCA underscore Mr. Mista S T a underscore J uh, named after the greatest comic book villain of all time, the Joker. Um, it's the same for both Twitter and Instagram. I'm a little more active now on Twitter than I usually am. Like Melissa, I'm retweeting Avalanche stuff. I'm mostly bugging the our commentator condom gahey. <laughs> yeah, he gave me another shot out on the radio <laughs> 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 But uh <laughs> I'm out there retweeting the Right Nation stuff. Uh Instagram's mostly pictures of uh my cats, my artwork and uh me tugging. <laughs> that season's coming up, so you see a lot more pictures of me pulling rope. <laughs> um, as a whole, as a podcast, you can find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter at United Nations Podcast. We also, uh, about a month now, we've had Instagram. Uh, the posts are slowly coming. I plan on doing some artwork for past podcasts to put up there. I Most recently posted uh, photos from my trip to Tennessee and Missouri, so check those out. Um, You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts or at our home at Podbean. Make sure on either one you leave us a review, leave us some comments. Uh, I have not checked again to see if we have any comments or reviews. Get so many damn updates from Podbean, it's insane. I get random alerts from them. Well, Rachel Maddow's got a podcast. Yeah, well, so do I. Does she get notifications when I post an episode?
2: (laughs) (laughs) There hasn't been any new uh, comments on Podbean. I don't know about Apple Podcasts.
3: I haven't seen any recently, but if we do, we'll read them out next time. Uh, So, Aunt Stephanie continues to be our shining superstar for internet nations podcast so uh, mikey thanks for coming on man talking some ninja turtles with us
0: no thank you guys for uh, uh for having me on here let me shamelessly plug my business so uh <laughs> it was definitely a blast uh melissa it was actually great to get to talk to you in person for the first time round. that was uh completely amazing jared boring as ever uh <laughs> Kidding your brother, I love you man. <laughs> Thank you again so much for inviting <laughs> me on the show
3: <laughs> And we're uh, hopefully sometime soon we'll work out the logistics We're gonna have a little video crossover between us and our haberdashery.
0: Yes, and I'm extremely excited uh, this has been a talk in the works for how long now Jared and we finally got the first half going. And now we just need to get you guys over to R&F Haberdashery, uh, and I think Jerry and I've been talking about uh, talking about comic book pets. Uh, who's out there? Who's in them? Uh, whatnot? You know? I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure all three of us will hash it out and have something for you next time. So, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sure a little already called Dibs and Admiral Whiskers from Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Admiral Whiskers. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, at play rehearsal, we talk about Doom Patrol a lot.
0: <laughs> Good show.
3: Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep the we'll keep the United Nation we'll keep the junior best here. when that crossover is coming, uh, maybe we'll start a Kickstarter to get a plane ticket for Melissa to come down to Clinton, Iowa. Hey, that'd be badass!
2: Awesome, I'm down for that.
3: She'll she'll, t- <laughs> she'll take one foot off the plane. Like, holy fuck! No wonder Jared's this way. <laughs> <laughs> Where the he hell said, am I? Where is he, this? <laughs> he says it's a conclusion. He says it's the concussions that have messed up his brain, but I'm pretty sure the pollution's got something to do with it too. way. <laughs>
0: What's this all about?
3: I thought you guys were green down here.
0: Quick, no, I'm Clinton, scared. Brown. When... Quick, I'm scared. Where's the nearest Tim Hortons? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> we broke Melissa again!
0: Yay! It's,
3: it's one of my favorite one of my favorite things to do is break Melissa.
0: It's non-stop to... laughter. She just doesn't stop and stop and stop and stop and stop. She just keeps going and going and going and going. Yep. It's like someone plugged in the Energizer oh. Bunny for pizza. <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Do 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 still going. <laughs> well, well now I think we're all officially delirious from lack of sleep. Mike, we'll have we'll have you on this show again sometime when we talk about Secret of the Ooze or something else. Or we'll talk about Ghostbusters or something.
0: It sounds great, man. I would definitely love to do that. All
3: right. So, for Melissa and for Mike, I'm Jared, this has been the Nine Nations Podcast, and we end every episode by saying, well, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to change it up. I was going to let Mikey say, I'm a nerd, we're nerds, and I'm pretty proud of it. But you know what, your wise words for tonight are, wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. See you guys thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs along.
2: and do not represent the companies they happen to work for thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time
3: thanks for listening guys